Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Hallelujah. You want to put those hands together for Jesus? I said put them together for Jesus. Sounds of joy. Come on, take it one more time. Sounds of joy. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for the liberty, the freedom, and your presence. Lord, you brought us here for a purpose. May your purpose be achieved. I pray, O oh God, at this time that as your word comes, let your word dive, divide between the soul and the spirit. Let your word divide between our bone and our marrow. Let it enter where it must enter in the name of Jesus. And let your will be done. I take authority over this pack. I come against every agent of Satan. I bind your works, Satan. And I declare that Jesus shall have the preeminence. In Jesus' name, you want to shout, Amen. I want you to just take a seat for a few minutes if you have a seat. We're almost at the end of this wonderful night. Hallelujah. And I want you to help me thank these three wonderful ministers who came with me to just help us tonight. Jeff, may the Lord bless you. Michael, you are so sweet. And Paolo, you do it all the time. May the Lord bless you so much for coming to be with us here on this campus. And before I start sharing the word of God with you, I need to also introduce to you two special people. I must introduce to you my friend and brother, Bishop Isaac Otibwating of the Love Economy Church. Put your hands together for him. His pastor here is Reverend Kobe. He ran away too fast. Reverend Kobe, you didn't want us to say it, but we have to say it. Oh, if you are putting your hands together for him, I want you to just, amen. And Reverend Kobe, together with the pastors of Love Economy, thank you so much for just joining with us every time and just doing it. God bless you so much. Hey, Love Economy, I can't hear you. Ah, come on, give it up for the Lord. Hallelujah. And then... I also need to say to you that I'm standing here tonight in the shoes of my father, Bishop Dagwood Mills. I want you to stand to your feet and give a salute to a man who has done more for young people than many, 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 many other people have done. And it is because of him that we are here tonight. It's because of him that Sounds of Joy exists. And we just want to thank him and bless him wherever he is. Daddy, God bless you. Thank you so much for all that you do for us. Put your hands together for him one more time. Amen and amen. Take your seat. And we just want to, you know, for a minute, I want you to bow down your head and pray for our campus, KNUST. Many of you have just come. Some of you are continuing. 
and you want to say, Lord, help our campus to be a healthy place, let it be a place, Lord, where your will is done. May the pressure against the church be reversed in Jesus' name. And may the church stand strong on this campus. We thank you for an opportunity like this. In Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, we have sung, we have danced. I don't know about you, but I have danced some. We have shouted, we have celebrated. We have been joyful because there's the joy that Jesus brings. But I came to tell you something. That the aim of all of this is only one. And the aim is salvation. That is the only reason why we are here tonight. There are many places you could have gone to dance. There are many things you could have done. Oh yeah. <laughs> but we came here because of Jesus. And because of salvation. Hallelujah. Now if you are a student, you are here because wisdom has told you that it is wise to prepare for your future. There are some people who don't want to prepare for their future, so they cut off before time. But you have continued, and that is wisdom. But I came tonight to make you aware of something. You are preparing for a future that will end somewhere. We don't know where it will be. 50 years from now, many of us will not be here. Just add 50 to your age. Ask your neighbor, how old will you be when you add the 50? Some people have thought, if you add the 50, you are past 100. Hey! And you are preparing for that future, hoping that as you finish school and begin to work, you would have done, you'll be able to do things to take care of you until the end. But what I came to tell you tonight is that the end is a kind of end, but it's not the end. Hey, I said the end. It is a kind of end, but it is not the end. Why am I saying this? I'm saying this because of a particular scripture in the book of Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 27. Some of you don't like Bible. As soon as you hear, open your Bible today, you start to sleep. Pinch your neighbor and say, tonight you will not do that here. <laughs> The Bible says in Hebrews 9.27 that it is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. Tell your neighbor, I don't understand. I don't understand. I thought if you are going to be judged, you must be alive. Oh? And please, at the back, if you are judged, should you not be alive? So how come this scripture is saying it is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. Recently in the city of California, a 72-year-old man took a gun and he went into a place and he started shooting. By the time he was done, he had shot 21 people. Of the 21 people, 11 died and the rest were injured. And then he ran away. Soon, the police caught up with him. And they began to chase his van. It was a white van. You know the kind of chase we watch in the film. This one, it wasn't a film, it was life. They chased him and then the, the van, they found it parked somewhere. And they said, the man is inside. So come and see. Battle ready policemen. 
as they began to get closer and closer to the car. You know, if it was a film, the music would be they drew closer and closer and closer. And then, you know how they'll just pounce on you and then everybody step back. Why did they step back? Was the man innocent? Was the man suddenly not guilty? No. They stepped back because the man had shot himself, he was dead. And on this earth, when you die, we cannot take you to court. So even though he was so guilty, they had to end there. And that was it. But I need to tell you that though that was it on earth, that was not it somewhere else. The man may have shot himself thinking that he has escaped judgment here, but he'll be very surprised that as he has shot himself and fallen asleep from earth, he will wake up somewhere else. Hey! Push your neighbor and say, careful now. A few weeks ago, a very dear church member of mine was in the hospital. And things were a little serious. And the nurse was told, pick her from here and take her here. And the nurse started to take her. And on the way, she collapsed. She told me afterwards, she said, Mommy, I saw myself at the top of the steps. Her body was there. Something was here. Thank God she came back into her body. But all these things are just proof to us that there is something beyond what we call death. You may think that you are young and therefore this is not the time to discuss this topic. But I came to say to you that death is no respecter of persons and it is no respecter of ages either. And so as we are here tonight, we don't know when the end is. And so it's important for you to know, especially those of you who have come close to suicide before, and you have thought that, oh, let me just end it. I have to inform you that the end is not the end. It is appointed unto man once to die, and then the judgment. We learn more. You see, man has done a lot of things. We have discovered a whole lot of things that have the Lord has hidden around. Doctors are able to tell you the progress of disease from the beginning to the end, how it goes and what happens until you end. But they have not been able to tell you much beyond that. I've gone to school a lot. Recently, I was calculating the number of years. It was about 27. (laughs) But for no degree and at no stage could they describe for me what happens after Hey, tell your neighbor, sit well, because tonight we're going to have a discussion about what happens after. From the person and the only person who is authorized to speak about it. The rest of us, we are waiting to experience it. But Jesus spoke about this in Luke chapter 16, where he told a story. I need to tell you that it is a true story. And in this story, he said that there was a beggar who used to lie at the gate of a rich man. 
And then, as happens to everybody, the time came when the beggar died. Then he said, you see, he gave the beggar a name. So this is not a parable. It is a true story. He said the beggar's name was Lazarus. And when Lazarus died, angels came and took him up to heaven. And he was in Abraham's bosom. Don't ask me whether Abraham's bosom was a street or it was an estate or it was what. When we get there, we will know. Ask your neighbor, please, where will you be going? There or where? <laughs> anyway, that was the fate of the rich man, of the, of the poor man. Then the rich man died. I am very sure that there was a lot of fanfare about it. A lot of, you know, what happens when rich people die. But whether rich or poor, you are going to die one day. This time, he does not say angels came. I noticed two things about this story. Number one, they didn't give us the name of the rich man. And number two, angels didn't come. Why didn't Jesus give us the name of the rich man? Is it that he doesn't know the name? He knows the name, but he knows the people. The man has relatives. Hey. <laughs> and the Bible says that the man died and was buried. Now, this is where it gets interesting. Luke 16, 23. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes. Please ask your neighbor, which eyes? When they buried him, they did, they, did they remove the eyes first? It gets even more interesting. And it says, being in torment. Hey, ask your neighbor, is the end not the end? What torment again? <laughs> it is continuing to be serious. And he saw Abraham far off and Lazarus with him. Ah, so what does it mean? When they were burying the man, what did they do with his eyes? How come he could see it goes on in verse 24 to say he cried out. Hey, have you ever seen a dead body with a voice before? How come he cried out? And he said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus. You see, rich men are used to sending people. That he may dip the tip of his finger in water. I want you to ask your neighbor, where is it that they serve water on the tip of the finger? And cool my tongue. I thought we buried the tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. This story teaches us something. He mentions he could see Lazarus. He mentions he could feel and he was in torment. He mentioned, he, the Bible says he cried out, he could speak. The Bible says that he had a tongue and he was feeling thirsty, he wanted water. I came to tell you a truth tonight that all dead people are still alive somewhere. All dead people. Maybe your great-grandfather is dead. He's somewhere. Princess Diana is somewhere. Michael Jackson is somewhere. Our former president is somewhere. We don't know where. Don't ask me. I don't know where exactly they went. 
But we only know that there are two places, heaven or hell. We don't hear of Lazarus having a problem. We only hear of the rich man having a problem. Many times when you are young and foolish, you wake up and say, who said that there is hell? There is no hell. I came to say to you tonight, whether you believe it or you don't believe it or it is there. Hey, whether you believe it or you don't believe it, it is there. And the Bible is explicit about it. In Matthew chapter 5, Jesus gave us another view of hell. He said, if your eye is causing you to sin, hmm, remove it. It is better to go to heaven one eye shot than to be in hellfire with two eyes. <laughs> he says, if it is your arm or your hand that is causing you to sin, it's better to cut it off oh, than to keep it. And when you are finished, you go to hell. It's better to be in heaven with one hand than in hell with two. What kind of place is this? What kind of place is this where water is measured in drops? What kind of place is this where torment never ends? What kind of place? You see, if you lose your eyesight, it's a very difficult life. But he says, better lose it and go to heaven. So it means hell is just so bad that it's better to not even have eyes and be in heaven. If you don't have one of your limbs, life is complicated. But he says, it's better. If that is, it is better compared to what will happen to you in hell. What kind of place is this? And so tonight, I just came to say to you, as you are preparing for your future, BSc, BA, MPhil, MSc, and what PhD, and whatever else you're preparing for, remember that that is not the end. That you also need to prepare for what lies after that. The rich man was not ready. And so he told Abraham, Abraham told him, the man cannot come to you and give you water. Please, there's a gap between us. We, he cannot come. They said, oh, then please, send him to my brothers. I have five brothers just like me, living for themselves and not thinking about tomorrow. Let him go and preach. If he comes and says, I have come from the dead to tell you, they will listen. And Abraham said, they will not listen if even somebody comes from the dead. Let them listen to Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to those that they have. Let them listen to me as I'm standing right here tonight, preaching to you. As you came to school, deciding that you are going to enjoy every little bit of evil that you can find. I have been sent of God to speak to you tonight and to tell you, change your mind. Change your mind because hell is real. Hell is a place. And all dead men are still alive. I need to tell you, you can die at any age. How then can you avoid it? That is the whole purpose of tonight. I came to tell you the most famous scripture, which I show, I'm sure you know it, even whether you live by it or not, whether you own a Bible or not. John 3.16 says what? God so loved the world that he gave us his son that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Then verse 17 says, 
He sent not his son to condemn us, but to give us life. That's why he came. That's why he came. And that is why tonight, I want to give you an opportunity to take a step to secure that future after your future. To secure that future after the end. Jesus said you must be born again. It's not the church that said it. Jesus said it. John 3 is your reference. John 3, 3. And he says that if you are not born again, you won't enter. It doesn't matter who you are. I'm talking to a pastor's child. As you came to school, you said, ah, I'm free of them now. Finally, I can descend into hell. You must accept him, Jesus, for yourself. You have been riding on the back of your father, but now you must accept him for yourself. As I get close to ending, we were taught in Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10. It says, what do you believe in your heart? Confess it with your mouth to be saved. Why? Because believing alone is not enough. The book of James says, even the demons believe and tremble. You believe, Christ, you don't tremble. You don't respect God's self. Mm, it's not enough. You need to say it with your mouth. That is what tonight is all about. We have danced together. We have laughed together. We have enjoyed together. But if Jesus were to come tonight, some of us would go to heaven and some would go to hell. Which one are you? Tonight I'm talking to you if you are one of those who is not sure you are likely on your way to hell. If you are one of those who has taken a step away from the Lord, tonight I want to invite you back. It is not yet condemnation time. It is not yet judgment time. While you are still alive, choose to be born again. The choice is yours. Heaven or hell, the choice is yours. Every dead man you know is still alive. One day, we also, our end will come. When it comes, where will you go? Stand to your feet tonight. Just stand. Wherever you are, all over the place, just stand. And for a moment in this quietness, I want you to think about yourself. Maybe you have even been going to church every single Sunday. But I came to tell you that no church can save you because no church died for you. Only Jesus died for you. And he says, you need to receive me. You need to confess me in order to be saved. I want to invite you to receive him tonight. And so as you are thinking about yourself, just bow down your head, every eye closed, every head bowed. You are here tonight and you're saying, I, I, want, to, I want to secure my future. I want to go to heaven whenever that time will be. I want to make sure that I do not have the experience of the rich man. Tonight, we have been sent with that message. It has been running through the singing, the dancing, the rapping and everything just to point you to one place. Do yourself a favor and receive Jesus. As your head is bowed and every eye is closed, you want to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Just lift up your hand, your right hand. Just lift it. I see that hand. I see those hands. Yes, I can see your hand. Just lift up your right hand tonight. Just lift it. Just lift it. God bless you. Just lift it. Just lift up your right hand. All over. Just lift it. Now, if you have lifted your hand 
I want you to just come forward tonight. We're going to pray. At the back, listen to what I'm saying. I want to invite you. Just come. God bless you. Just come. Step out of where you are and come. It's time to receive Jesus. It's time to stop the double life. It's time to stand up for him. Some of us are just lukewarm. We are comfortable here and comfortable there. But we have not received Jesus. He doesn't like lukewarmness. Stretch out and come. Leave your place where you are and just come. Just draw closer. We are about to pray a prayer. Come to me tonight. At the back, in the middle, just come. Step out of where you are. Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. Oh, yes. Can you? Please, I need Paolo's microphone to be working. Step out of where you are and come. Don't let your friends stop you. Jesus, I surrender. Surrender tonight. Surrender tonight. Surrender tonight. Everything. Just come. You can hear me at the back. Maybe you are even outside the fence. Outside the wall. Come right in. Come in. Come in. Tonight is your night. Tonight is your night. Tonight is your night. Tonight is your chance. Step out and come. Step out and come. Step out and come. Tonight is your night. Tonight is your night. Just come. Step out of where you are. Step out. I'm waiting for you tonight. We hold nothing. Oh, yes. We hold nothing. I surrender. Surrender. Surrender to him tonight. Surrender to him tonight. Tonight. Don't hold back tonight. I keep myself away. Somebody, this is your last call. I keep respond. Respond. Respond tonight. So you respond. continue in a moment but I there's somebody there there's a struggle in your heart just come just come recently I was at an airport and I heard them calling Mr. So and so it is time to board we are waiting after another 10 minutes they called his name again and said we are waiting for you 20 minutes passed and the last call came. We are waiting for you. They were waiting for him. I suppose he did not respond. Because a few minutes later, the call came again. But this time, they said, Mr. So-and-so, report to the information desk. Report to the information desk. What had happened? 
his flight had left him. Tonight, you do not want the salvation flight to leave you. Somebody, it is your last call. You have heard the gospel over and over. You have not responded. I have to tell you that usually by the time you get to the end of the investment, if you are saved, you are saved. If you are not saved, you are not saved. Very few accept Christ after school. Why? Because of many things. Somebody is your last chance. Respond before the flight takes off. Step out and come. Step out and come. We're just waiting for you. My life is not mine. Oh, yes. We are waiting for you. Oh, we are waiting for you. Step out and come. Step out and come. Step out and come. But that's I not the point. Myself, Have you given your life to Jesus? Myself, Step out, please. Give myself Step away. out and come. Give myself away.
front, you want to just lift up your right hand and you want to pray this prayer with me. Make it your prayer tonight. You want to say, Lord Jesus. Oh, I cannot hear you. Lord Jesus. I come to you tonight. I come to you tonight. As a sinner. Please wash me. Please wash me. In the blood. In the blood. Cleanse me. Cleanse me. From my sins. From my sins. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the book of life. In the book of life. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. From tonight. From tonight. From tonight. From tonight. From tonight. From tonight. You are my savior. You are my savior. And you are my Lord. And you are my Lord. I thank you. I thank you for saving me. For saving me. I want you to put down your hand now. Lift up your left hand. Lift up one finger. We are making a proclamation. And those of you in the stands, make the same proclamation if you are already born again. You want to say, Satan! Satan! Tonight! Tonight! Me and you! Me and you! It's finished. It's finished. I will not serve you again. I will not serve you again. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Put your hands together for the Lord. Put your hands together. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-E. God richly bless you.